Hey there, all you serial killer fanatics. I'm Amanda. And I'm Corey. And welcome back to Serial Killer Tuesday. Here at SKT, we talk about the nitty-gritty of all things serial killers. We're just two best friends who love to talk about true crime and wanted to provide you, our new best friend, a place to talk about it too. New episodes will air every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Each month, we will discuss the depravity of a new serial killer with weekly deep dives into their lives. Stop by for the stories. Stay for the fun. Here's a little uh, fact for you. Dr. Harold Shipman, who was born in 1946 and died in 2004, is regarded as the most prolific serial killer in modern history, with over 250 murders ascribed to him. He was a British doctor who murdered his patients. The oldest was a 93-year-old woman, and the youngest was a 41-year-old man. He hung himself in his cell in 2004, a day before his 58th birthday. We hope you're enjoying these little facts. Please let us know. Also, as always, listener discretion is advised. Well, welcome to a new month. Happy May, friends. I can't believe this is our third Serial Killer. And it's our eighth episode of Serial Killer Tuesday. So thank you to everyone who listens each week. We love you guys. Today, we have two very special guests. My sisters are in town. And because you know I moved away, in case anybody forgot or whatever. What? I know. So people have to fly in here to visit me, but... Boy, did their arms get tired. (laughs) (laughs) So they're going to be on the podcast with us today. Hello, Annie and Holly. Hi, friends. Information about yourselves, what you're doing with your lives, how you're doing. (laughs) I love podcasts. (laughs) They're being weird. Uh, This is my sister, Annie. I'm Annie. Fan Annie. Sunshine. Hi. 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 My sister Holly. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. So they came to visit. And we're all into this weird, morbid thing about serial killers (laughs) and murders. So uh, we all just decided to join. Yeah. Yay. I'm so glad you guys got to be on the podcast. Crashing your party. Yeah. It's pretty. uh... Mayhem and murder. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with all four of us. Man, I know. <laughs> gonna get a lot done today. So Annie and I used to work together at the jail as well with mm-hmm. Amanda, and then That's Holly me. just kind of drifted into our party pod. <laughs> I'm a, a hanger on. She's my proxy. Yeah. She drifted in. She's not just like a sister or anything. She's yeah. just like some strange lady we picked up on the side of the road. Gosh, she just drifted in. I don't have my own friends, okay? We share friends in this family. (laughs) Well, who's your friend is our friend. It's not your friend. Sometimes we steal them. That's fair. It's like a breakup. We're all friends together now. Well, I have a whole bunch of new high school friends. I know. I feel really old. Yeah. They were all like... So we do a survey at the end of the um, program. Mm-hmm. They all loved me. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't call you Sunshine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, ha ha, suckers. Just because I don't have like any real relevance and I'm not, I don't have a real job. Doesn't I mean nobody likes me. Well, 
This month, we're talking about Israel Keys. Uh, he was an American serial killer who was also a bank robber, a burglar, an arsonist, a kidnapper, and a sex offender. He murdered at least three victims and, and committed dozens of other felonies, including armed robbery, arson, rape, and burglary across the U.S. from two, July 2001 to February of 2012, which is pretty late for a serial mm-hmm. killer because DNA is was pretty prevalent back then. So, But let's get into the early life of Keys. One of you, your guests. <laughs> Israel Keyes was born in Richmond, Utah, on January 7th, 1978, to Heidi Keyes and John Jeffrey Keyes. He was the second of 10 kids born to a large, devout Mormon family. Israel and his siblings were homeschooled and taught Mormon beliefs until 1983. When Israel was five, his father decided to leave the Mormon faith, and the family moved to a remote plot of land north of Corville, Washington. They were isolated from society and were living in one in a one-room cabin on Rocky Creek Road where they didn't have any running water or electricity. That would make me be a murderer too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can do that for about <laughs> with three days. T- with 12 people living in a one room one room cabin. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a hard no for me, guys. <laughs> it's like worse than the Dolly Parton scenario, right? Like, didn't she live in a one-room cabin uh-huh. with like eight siblings or something? Yeah. Yeah. In Tennessee. Yeah, but at least she got that coat of many colors. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, while they lived in Corville, they attended a new church called the Ark, which practiced white supremacist Christian identity ideology. Israel later described the church as an Amish like environment. During the time that the family attended this church, they befriended the neighboring family of Chevy Kohi who was later convicted uh, for a 1996 triple homicide. This is a good neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. From Mormon to white supremacist. You thought you grew up in a bad neighborhood as a kid. Your neighbor wasn't a triple murderer. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, his also his name was Chevy spelled with an IE. So maybe that was part of it. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So the family moved on to a different church in Colville. This one was called the Christian Israel Covenant Church. They were church hopping. This church taught British Israelism as doctrine. They believed that interracial marriage or sexual activities was detestable and deviant and that Anglo-Saxons were to rule over inferior races. Keyes later said that this church was militia-like. For years, some of the Keys' children had been forced to sleep in a tent on the property due to the cabin's small size. I mean, mm. why didn't you just build a bigger cabin? Right? They're like, here's some tents out here, kids. See, and this is where it like goes into like the whole background of mm-hmm. this kid wasn't Nature raised versus- well. Of course he grew up to be a serial killer. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we slept in a tent. We weren't murderers. <laughs> But we also well, we had a forced to right. Sleep in a tent. <laughs> we also weren't these the and there were yeah, twelve true. of us in a one room, right? One room, you know. <laughs> so the children were also made to hunt their own food, chop firewood, and work on other small local farms to support the family. We also didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> we also had running water and toilets yeah. and showers. Well, this was in like the seventies and eighties. Also, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keys when running water was prevalent, like a thing. Yeah. Keys hunted anything with a heartbeat as a hobby. 
and admitted to skinning a deer alive to his peers at church. As a result of that little tidbit, the other kids actively avoided him. One girl even said he made her skin crawl. I could see that. He kind of, he's a, he's a weird, weird guy. (laughs) When he was young, he admitted to shooting at neighbors' houses with his BB gun, starting fires in the woods, and breaking into houses for fun. He broke into some of the houses with another boy until Key shot an animal in front of him. He stole several guns from one house he had broken into, which happened to be his neighbor's house. His parents forced him to apologize after his hall had been discovered. He sometimes would sell guns to other local kids. He was (laughs) making business. Gun (laughs) dealer. Whatever. (laughs) Gotta make money somehow. He's helping support the family. (laughs) Around this time, Key's parents let uh, let some friends live off their land. Um, while he was hanging out with their son and daughter, he tied a cat to a tree from with a parachute cord and gored it with a 22 revolver. How does that happen? How do you uh, gore something with a 22 revolver? <laughs> Ew. The cat began circling the tree before crashing into it and vomiting. Keyes allegedly laughed before he noticed that the boy had also vomited. Keyes realized at this point that he was different from other kids and started keeping his increasingly antisocial behavior to himself. At this point, his mom was starting to notice some troubling signs during this period. I mean, just, just starting to notice it. Right. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> How do you gore a cat? <laughs> Amanda? I was just looking up goring a cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a 22 Don't do that. you guys are gonna end up on the fbi's watch list yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's like, like i mean the barrel of a gun is round like it's yeah did he 22? shoot it first and then gore it well then it says the cat ran around the tree mm. gross that's disgusting <laughs> but i'm not like a, a fan of cats but i'm not gonna like gore one <laughs> no gross. right well, when you're a torturing kid. Yeah. By the time that Keyes had become a teenager, he had become a skilled and proficient carpenter. <laughs> I really like woodwork, guys. Now I'm all afraid I'm going to be a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he built his... Wow, look! He built his first cabin for his family at 16. Well, that's why he was out selling guns so he could further his... <laughs> Woodworking business. business. Construction career. Right. Right. I mean, he needed needed a bedroom. He was done with his tent. (laughs) So he also began working for a Colville contractor from 1995 to 1997. Around this time, Keyes began keeping a journal littered with Bible scriptures documenting all of his daily sins, including feeling shame for lusting after his girlfriend. So the family moved to Maine, where they collected sap for maple syrup production in a mostly Amish community. Because their mother was severely religious, the Keys' children were forced to secretly go to the friends' houses to watch movies. They were also forbidden to learn musical instruments as those were against God. Sometime while they lived in Maine, Keys had renounced his Christian faith. On one occasion, Keys declared he was atheist to his parents. That probably didn't go over well. No, probably not. not. 
He made. I built you a house. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so he made tireless efforts to please them. At his declaration, his parents evicted him from their property and shunned him for apparent blasphemy. That's a fun word. <laughs> he then informed his siblings, who looked up to Keys, that they were not to have contact with him again. Keys then began to be interested in Satanism with plans of committing a ritualistic murder. So they kind of mixed religions, like, because the Amish shun. Mm-hmm. Rumspringer. Rumspringer. He didn't get at Rumspringer. He yeah. got ousted. They were like, why? Thanks for our cabin. Get out. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, I know oh, you built wrong. this roof over our head, but <laughs> you're all you're you're out. Again, religion you're out of the family. He went from very devout religion to mm -hmm. Satanism. Yeah. Well, but are they really like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm love and hate or real close. You mm -hmm. just, you know. That's how you how yeah. you interpret it. Mm-hmm. So, during the summer of either 1997 or 1998, which is not that long mm -hmm. ago, <laughs> Keyes no. allegedly committed sexual assault on a teenage girl who had been tubing with her friends down the Deschutes River in Oregon. Although this was not his first sexual assault, Keyes did admit that he had stalked her from the tree line before very violently sexually assaulting the girl, who he thought was maybe between 14 and 18 years old. Although he was originally planning on murdering her during during a satanic ritual, he let her go. On July 9th, 1998, Keyes moved and enlisted in the army in the state of New York. He served as a specialist in Alpha Company 1st Battalion, 5th Inf Infantry Regiment. He passed the rigorous month-long training course for the Army Rangers. He was stationed at Fort Lewis and Fort Hood which is never good. He spent some time abroad. While he was stationed in Egypt, he had befriended several other soldiers. However, he did tell one of them that he would like to kill him. Oh. Uh, that's not a way to make friends. No. While he was at Fort Lewis, he served on the Army's mortar team. You know what I'm seeing in a lot of these serial killers we've been doing? They Military. Keep journals, yeah, they keep, they keep journals and they're specialized in killing. <laughs> <laughs> like army ranger training is like really intense. Well, he did live on a farm with no running water. So, well, but I mean, tent. like he's learned like a lot of very uh, specific ways kills. to kill people. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, we all know the news of Fort Hood. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Fort Hood was is is yeah. I know we mean. really should do an episode on that, like yeah. a conspiracy episode. Yep. Let us know, people, if you want to hear about that. We might not have a choice. We might just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because we love Let you. Let us know whether or not you want to, but yeah. we'll probably do, do it, it anyways. <laughs> Making you feel like you're included. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> our friends are your friends. You're now our friends. We're going to tell you what you want to hear. We're just all friends now. Thank you. You're welcome. We're you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you be friends with me, or you want to or not. But we're we a good time, you. though. <laughs> <Right>. Well, <laughs> uh, 
uh, former army friends of Israel noticed uh, his quiet demeanor and habit of keeping to himself. On the weekends, he was reported to have drank heavily, consuming entire bottles of wild turkey Ooh. bourbon, which was his favorite drink. He was also a fan of insane clown posse and displayed posters of the bands in his barracks. <laughs> I mean, a little ICP. Clown. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's nothing wrong with a little ICP. <laughs> Don't go dissing them. I remember when they did their clown faces. Yeah. 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 We had a, a inmate in jail who had a. I feel like. Who, who was friends of ICP and Bone Thugs in Harmony. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like there's them. And then, um, oh, who's the other? The guy with the beard. Um, Rob Zombie? Nope. Oh, um, mm -hmm. I'll think of it when I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. We only remember the tattoo face. You would know who she was, but I'm not going to say her name on that. Oh, I do. You didn't have to go yeah. any further. Yeah. <laughs> um, in February of 2001, Israel was arrested in Thurston County for a DUI. Per his plea agreement, he was fined three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Two thousand one was a good time to get yeah. a DUI, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he was awarded an Army Achievement Medal for his service as a gunner and assistant gunner from December of nineteen ninety eight to July of two thousand one. He was then honorably discharged, and he moved to Nia Bay, Washington. In two thousand seven, he moved to Alaska and started a construction business called Keys Construction, where he was a handyman, contractor, and construction worker. So he had a lot of like access experience. to uh, yeah he also had access to a lot of tools, mm -hmm. you know, like shovels. Well, <laughs> and in Alaska, it's so, so vast remote. and remote. Like you could, I mean, you really could kill someone, and that would be a story. No to one, do. yeah. I mean, all the and maybe, women and maybe, maybe he killed somebody and beheaded them and pulled their spine and separated it from their body. But nobody realized that that was a thing and there was no foul play. They just determined there was no foul play there. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that on the podcast next week on the news. Cause that was an interesting story. Well, crime fans, that concludes the first episode of Israel keys. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for episode two, and we will be learning more of Israel's crimes, of which there were many. Thank you all for listening to Serial Killer Tuesday. Thank you, Fan Annie and Holly, for joining us today. And yeah, I... we hope that you guys have a great day wherever you are. Until next time, podcastians, have the day you deserve. Thanks yeah. for letting us be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to say it like that. Say it happier. <laughs> wow. That was a great time. I wanted to talk more about gory details, but okay. <laughs> well, we have to break uh, it up. It's fine. We can only talk no. about I mean, if you want us back, folks, let us know.